Welcome to All About the Journey podcast, where you'll hear inspiring conversations with Christian leaders from various backgrounds and industries that are making kingdom impact. Now, here's your host, Wisdom Moon. Hey, friends, welcome to episode one of the All About the Journey podcast. I'm so thankful and excited that you're able to join me today. And I got to tell you the truth. I've actually been interviewing friends and uh, guests for this podcast since March of 2019. It is now October of 2019. And this year has just flown by for me. Uh, And I'd love to share some of uh, my journey, no pun intended, uh, of 2019 and even 2018 with you um, in the coming episodes. But I mean, it's been kind of a crazy year already. And I had all the intentions of launching this podcast in April and just time kept passing me by because I got so busy with uh, launching a new business. Uh, it's called Marketing with Wisdom. It's a Christian marketing agency. Um, I also launched an online course uh, platform. Uh, it's called Indie Artist University for Christian indie artists that want to learn how to navigate the Christian music industry and how to really DIY your music career. So all that to say, it's been just crazy and a lot's been happening. Uh, So I uh, really, first and foremost, I want to apologize to my guests for taking so long to launch this podcast. And what really prompted me to finally launch is that uh, today's guest um, is doing an amazing conference called the Overflow Worship Conference. And it's actually just around the corner. And when we talked, it was like months out. So Andrea, I am so sorry that it took so long for me to launch this podcast. But uh, listeners, I know you'll just uh, be encouraged and inspired by Andrea and her journey. And if you're in the area of Minnesota and the surrounding states, I really encourage you to check out the conference and go to overflowworship.com. So without further ado, here is the interview. Hey, today I am excited to have Andrea Olson with me. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. So you uh, started a ministry called Overflow Worship, and I'd love to have you, you know, share about that. Um, but first, I wanted to have you share kind of where you're from um, and your family, you know, the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, my husband and I live in Minnesota, and we have three girls uh, they are eight, four and a half, and one and a half. So life is very busy and very full, yeah. but it's it's great. And we've lived here for you know fourteen years. We both grew up around here, and kind of okay. uh, I moved away for college for a bit, but otherwise we're Minnesota born and raised. So we like it here. <laughs> and how long have you been married? We've been married almost fourteen years. Wow. So right. yeah. Um, so. If we could go back in time and meet Andrea Olson in high school, what would she be like? (laughs) (laughs) She would have no idea who she was. (laughs) Uh, You know, 
Andrea Olson in high school? Man, that's such a great question. I think that I was very much concerned with pleasing everybody else around me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not a terrible quality to have, but it also can be debilitating really, because I would find myself excited about a lot of things or wanting to do several different things. But my fear of failure or fear of disappointing somebody else would freeze me. Mm. And so often I would just not make a decision at all because I, I was afraid of disappointing somebody or afraid of failing. And so that's something that I don't, I don't know where that came from. I Mm. think it's probably because I just am hard on myself. I grew up in a great, healthy home. My parents were so supportive and encouraging. I think it's something that I inflicted on myself because I was driven and somewhat uh, pushed and encouraged to excel in classical music. Mm. And so there was that... I don't know, just this idea that you got to be perfect or you don't do it at all. (laughs) And so sometimes that would freeze me in other areas of life too, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you never struggle with that at all anymore, right? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) But I suppose, you know, a little bit of time that's passed, um, I kind of have learned how to cope with it and, you know, or when to ask for help or when to, you know, ask my husband, for example, to speak into it and say, am I, am I crazy? Am I going off the, (laughs) off the rails into my insecurity or, you know, help me in this. And, you know, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that as well. Just asking those around you that you trust, but I definitely still struggle with it. It's not something that just went away, but I've had to learn how to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and on a scale of one to 10, how weird would you say you are? How weird? <laughs> oh man. Maybe a six, a f- I don't know, <laughs> five or six. I don't know. So more than average. <laughs> Maybe more than average. I, you should ask my eight year old. She might <laughs> say like, oh, nine. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so what would you say is the weirdest thing you do that maybe people don't know about? <laughs> The weirdest thing I do, well, people don't know about, I mean, it's funny because I think about, you know, being a, being a parent and there are definitely some weird things that we do as a parent. My mind goes straight to gross, but I guess that's probably because (laughs) of the flu, (laughs) Yeah. but you know, one weird thing that I do, I don't know, wisdom, I can't, maybe I'm not that weird. I can't think. My brain is freezing. I'm not sure what to say. Well, if you think of anything at the end of the interview, you're welcome to share it then. Yes, I will awkwardly and weirdly insert it Have into you? our conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, you uh, talking about like trying to figure out something weird and then also talking about like grossness and sickness actually mm-hmm. reminded me of like several years back when... Uh, our one of our kids was a lot younger like a baby mm-hmm. we bought this thing for some reason at the baby store where you basically have this tube that goes into the baby's nose and you like suck the snot out like with your yes. mouth <laughs> yes but it doesn't like go into your mouth and <laughs> yes. my wife refused to do it so i have to do it <laughs> yes have you ever done that 
Yes. The nose Frida. Yes, oh, I have. God. And it's God. so terrifying, Yeah, but it, it does work <laughs> really well. So that is a gross thing that I definitely have done <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. As parents, uh, we do a lot of those kind of things. We do. We do. Yeah. I guess one thing that pops into my mind is maybe quirky is that I'm, I'm very like organized. I like lists. I like information and details. Mm. And, um, I will go into my phone and set reminders for everything. And that's maybe not super weird, but I, but I'm like obsessive over the top. (laughs) Like for our podcast interview, I think I had like seven because I was afraid (laughs) I would forget. (laughs) So, because I do so many different things and you know, you're doing mom stuff and then you're doing work stuff. And I just am always afraid that I will forget. So that's one kind of quirky (laughs) thing that I do that most people probably would think is weird. (laughs) Yeah. A little obsessive. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't, maybe there's that fear of disappointing people again. I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to miss a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you do juggle a lot though, because you are a mom of young kids. Um, You're a worship leader. You also go and train other worship teams. Um, Mm -hmm. You're an artist, songwriter, um, and you you know, have this whole ministry where you do an annual worship conference, which, yeah. I mean, that alone could be a full-time job, really. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what kind of compelled you to be a worship leader and, you know, write songs and things like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in the church. My parents are both ministry-minded and music-minded. My mom is still you know, serving on the worship team at their church, the same church I grew up in. And so they put me on stage with a microphone back when, you know, we used to do offertory special numbers and, Mm. you know, they had me singing when I was three years old. And so I grew up in that and just a love for music and a love for worship. And I, I didn't really imagine that I would be doing what I'm doing now, but I know that it's exactly where God wants me and I, and I love it. Mm. So, you know, basically after my husband and I got married, I started leading worship partly out of necessity because the church that we were serving in, he was the worship, or excuse me, the youth pastor uh-huh. and they needed a, a worship leader and they needed somebody to come in and, you know, kind of just fill a void. There wasn't a huge team. There weren't a lot of people. The senior pastor was leading worship and then preaching, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a church plant. And so I stepped in out of necessity, but it was like God began to grow a passion inside of me for worship and for the church. And I grew a ton. I'm so grateful for that season and for that church because they gave me a space to learn, you know, and to mature and grow. And they really pulled things out of me that maybe wouldn't have been pulled out if I hadn't been forced into a situation that made me really uncomfortable (laughs) because I had led worship, but not like, okay, it's all just do your thing. And I I didn't even really know what that meant. And so just being able to grow in that and then discovering that I loved to teach and I loved to train and um, that the parents of the young kids that were on the worship team in the youth group, they would come to me and say, you know, so-and-so, they want to learn to play keys or they want to learn to sing parts. Would you help them? And that's something that I just love to do. Mm -hmm. And I've always loved to teach. And so it was a really natural thing. And that grew into 
starting an internship program at the church and just coming alongside of these young leaders and word started to get out that, you know, there's this girl (laughs) over in Spicer that's doing this thing. And they would, other churches would call me and say, Hey, will you come and, Mm. you know, do a workshop with our team or lead worship with them? Or, Hey, can we send you our intern for six weeks to just take Mm. voice lessons? And so it happened very gradually and very organically. And that's just such a beautiful thing looking back on it because I think that I would have been completely overwhelmed and afraid of failing mm-hmm. <laughs> had God had God said, you know, this is the 10-year vision, you yeah. know, it, it had to happen in those short mm. progressions because he was doing things in me too, you yeah. know, like growing me and, and changing me and shifting and aligning my, what I thought were my dreams, but they they really weren't they were just ideas that I thought that were a natural progression, you know, like this is a natural progression for you as a worship leader who loves to write songs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was kind of the path that I thought I was supposed to go down this worship artist path. And I'm still kind of doing that, but it's so different because God kind of peeled all of that away and, and started you know, this beautiful mentoring thing. And that's what overflow worship is, is built on and, you know, built on just my passion for the church and for equipping. So that's kind of the, the way rewind to the very beginning. (laughs) That's awesome. And I mean, that's actually like pretty similar to my story, just kind of like being thrown into (laughs) worship ministry. And yeah, uh, I think, it was my youth pastor and I was like, just, I had just started college and he found out that I was playing bass. Uh, I started playing bass for like a worship band. And so one Sunday, literally I showed up to church and he was like, go up and play bass. They're waiting for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so I literally just went up on stage while they were rehearsing for a youth wow. service. And got it. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, overflow worship, you know, you, do an annual conference and uh, I've done, you know, worship conferences and been involved in putting on events for different organizations and like putting on conferences is kind of a scary thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, There's a lot of risk involved. Most of the time people don't register to the last minute. So you have no idea how many people to expect or like if you should just call all the guest speakers and artists and cancel, you know? Yes, exactly. (laughs) So like, what kind of, I guess, keeps you going and what made you be like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to keep doing it? Yeah. Well, you know, this is, so 2019 is our sixth conference. We've done one every wow. year since 2014. And it's, at when it started, it was kind of just an interesting again, that natural progression and that small step of, okay, you've, you've mentored these church leaders and these young leaders, and you've met a lot of people. Now God said to me, now, Andrea, I want you to do a conference, invite all of them to come. And I had, I had met some people along the way in some different uh, like songwriting things I had done. I met Mark Harris, who yeah. is at Gateway Church, yeah. and a couple other people who I was able to call and say, okay, I'm going to do this conference. Will you come? And 
like mm. breathe life into these people too. And so it was the first conference was small. It was overwhelming. It was stressful, but it was so wonderful because I had, well, part of it was, it's that saying like ignorance is bliss. I had yeah. no idea <laughs> what I was stepping yeah. into, but at the same time as, you know, hard as it was, I mean, I was really pregnant too, which is oh, so funny wow. that I, <laughs> like my prayer team was like interceding that I would not have the baby until <laughs> after. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was, yeah. <laughs> um, but afterwards it was just like, God confirmed in my heart, like, this is what I want you to be doing, you know, even though you were, were stressed out and worried about the finances and the people, you know, this is what I want you to be doing. And so that moment, it was like a resolute, a resolute in my heart and my mind, like, okay, this is what we're doing. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we're just going to be faithful with the next yes. And that next mm -hmm. step. And that's kind of, as I look back, I feel like that's my story and our family story of just those small faithful yeses yeah. that we have to choose to make, even though we can't see the big picture. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been really cool to see how God has grown and changed the ministry from what it was in 2014 to what it is now. And none of that could have happened in a forceful way. If I said, okay, this is what it's going to be. We're going to, you know, we're going to meet churches and we're going to make friends. You know, you can't, you can't force a relationship with yeah. people. And so it's like, God has put churches in our path who have come to the conference over the last five years and we've developed a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, they're coming to us in between the conferences and saying, okay, we, we set goals. We got a vision at the conference. Now we need you to come in and help us implement those goals mm -hmm. and practically carry out that vision. And so, you know, that's, that's really what's kept me going is that every year something new unfolds and something grows and God births something new. Yeah. And so that's, it's almost like, okay, what, what's he going to do next? <laughs> what's going to happen next? So that's it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's easy though. Like, you know, it's, it's hard and it's intense yeah. and all of those things when it comes to lo the logistics of planning. A yeah. Conference. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we connected because um, I was at integrity music and yes. David Lerner was going to be at your conference. So I had reached out to you. Uh, yeah. But it's been just awesome and refreshing really to like see your heart and like the purity of like why you do what you do, um, you know, since like getting to know you and then, you know, now having been able to like really uh, work with you as well on the marketing side and strategy side and just seeing, you know, because uh, there's, you know, more and more nowadays, like there's this whole thing of like um, you got to build a platform and you got to, mm -hmm. you know, become this authority and like mm -hmm. people have these plans and like all these, you know, clear steps that they paid, you know, thousands of dollars to like learn from this like online course, you know, that they're going to implement yeah. and like make six figures. And, you know, there's just yeah. a lot of like personal branding, you know, out there now. Yeah. And the way you, you approach it is just like, I'm going to just say yes to God and <laughs> see what he does, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah. I think it's really refreshing 
to see that and how like God's really like giving you favor, even in the relationships with like artists that you're bringing in. Um, and I know like you've probably dealt with a lot of challenges. Um, so can you maybe share with us, um, a challenge that maybe you faced in the past year and how you've kind of overcome that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the challenges that I've faced in the last year is probably, you know, you talk, you just gave me a huge piece of encouragement. So thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Along those lines, it's, it's hard though for me to sometimes settle into like, who I am and where we're headed. And, you know, you, you want to have visions and goals, but you also want to, you know, trust the Lord and and all of that and finding that balance. And for me, what's been a a challenge is that as overflow worship has grown and as this ministry of stepping out and going into churches has grown, it's meant that other things have changed Mm -hmm. here and the church that, we've been involved with for the last 15 years is now it, we have a different a different place that we're called to step into. And so then that means that, you know, they, the church prayed over us and sent us out into ministry, but that means that I'm not on the platform leading there yeah. anymore. Like I was, because mm-hmm. I was there every Sunday for a lot of years and have slowly, you know, stepped back and handed it off to somebody else. So they were kind of ready for, yeah. for it. It wasn't a sudden thing, but for me personally, it's just been this really interesting soul searching process of trying to figure out like, okay, now, you know, who am I and who yeah. are we and, and what are we doing? And, and are we sure that, you know, this is the direction that God wants us to go. And so just, you know, th- that always seems to, come back around and the enemy tries to come and say, you know, like, well, (laughs) this, this is a big step. Are you sure that you want to do this? Are you sure you want to let go of that? And, you know, that security and and that, that comfort of, of that family. And of course there's still family community. It's not like we don't get to see them ever anymore, but it's just, it's different. And so that's been a, a challenge in the last year of just really pressing into the Lord and, and asking him time and time again, okay, confirm this step. <laughs> are you sure? You know, it's like the little kid who yeah. looks back at their parents, like, are you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that's, that's kind of a, a big, broad challenge. Mm. You know, it's, it's not a, a specific logistic, but it's, it's a yeah. big one that I'm constantly just laying down before the Lord because, um, it's, you know, I want to make sure that I'm where he wants me to be, you know? (laughs) So, (laughs) and I mean, that's really huge. And I think a lot of us, when God asks us to do something that's outside of our comfort zone and like what we've never done before, yeah, we do turn back to God and go like, are you sure? (laughs) Yes. Are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure? Like, it's not going to be a disaster, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think that's really awesome for you to share that. And, you know, along those lines, like, how do you stay connected, um, you know, when you're stepping out and maybe like not 
you know, doing your normal, like, uh, leading and serving on a weekly basis. And also like, how do you stay sharp and continue to grow, you know, as a leader? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the biggest things that I've had to be intentional about and fight for is my own personal time Mm -hmm. with the Lord and like worship time. And that's whenever I talk to people about that, if I, you know, I'm doing a workshop or get asked this question, sometimes I feel like us in ministry, we're like, well, yeah, duh, you know, we, we need to, to spend time with the Lord, but it's like, it's so important, especially mm-hmm. for somebody who's constantly, you know, giving and pouring out. And it's not easy because yeah. there's, you know, little knocks at the door or, you know, like yeah. <laughs> little kids, you know, like, yeah. what are you doing? Or whatever. And so I have to work really hard to like, shut off social media and shut off, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever else I'm doing that's distracting me and, and make sure that I'm getting that personal time because Mm -hmm. I find that otherwise I'm leading from empty, you know, like I'm leading from a place of overflow. I'm leading from a place of emptiness. And so that's a personal thing. As far as our family goes, you know, it's, that's a new thing for us too. This whole, you know, in January, we were like, okay, Lord, here's our calendar. And we really felt like the Lord was just like, take a step into the water. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Got to trust me. And we're like, okay, here we go. You know, And um, so we did. And it was amazing how all of a sudden, well, it's funny we say that, like all of a sudden, it really was but God's perfect timing. But to me, it seems just crazy how churches started calling and saying, will you come and do this workshop? Will you come and lead Mm. with our team? And so it's been very confirming in those moments where I'm insecure. You know, he continues to confirm our steps, but it's, it's different because we're not in the same place every Sunday. And so trying to figure out for our kids, you know, we want them to be plugged in. We want to be plugged in and we want to have a, a, a church community where we can be refilled. And so that's something that we're trying to navigate through and, you know, figure out, okay, where, what are the churches that have a service that's not on Sunday, you Uh know? (laughs) And that, I mean, that's super practical, but like, that's where we got to start, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then making sure that we are, making that a priority, you know, because I think it's so easy in ministry to, you know, even for pastors, it's like they preach every single Sunday and then where do they get rebuilt? And if you're not intentional about it, then it doesn't happen. Not because of any other reason than just life, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and busyness and and where, where are they going to, they're not going to go to another church on a Wednesday night. Maybe I don't know. Cause they're their own church on Wednesday. So (laughs) it's, it's just a, um, something that we're trying to navigate through. We don't have all the answers, but we know that it's important to us. And so we're working through that as a family, trying to make sure that we're getting refilled and our kids are, you know, we're doing it as a family and we're grateful for that. So and we're you guys bought an RV to do it, right? We did. Yes. <laughs> How's that going? We did. You know what? It's interesting. It's going good. I was a little nervous about our 18-month-old. Yeah. And just, you know, that. But she's been a champ. We, mm. we parked it in our driveway for like a week before the first trip and we mm. slept in it so that we had an option to like abandon ship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And she was great. Like she, oh. once after the first night, she was like, okay, I got this. This is, I can do this. And so um, it's been going really well. I mean, it's close quarters, close mm-hmm. proximity, but as long as I plan well, mm-hmm. that's where my, you know, obsessive reminders does come in. <laughs> I, I remember all the things that we need to bring along, but yeah, yeah it's, it's been fun. We're about to launch onto a, a, a longer stint here in the next few weeks. So it's usually just been like overnight. We go yeah. you know, to the church and we stay and in the church parking lot and come home. But now we're going to be in it for a few weeks because we're looping a vacation in there too. So uh, then we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so within overflow worship, you're traveling and training, you know, worship teams and churches. Uh, you have a worship conference coming up in October. Um, so can you kind of share with us, um, especially with the conference coming up, kind of what your vision is for it and, um, what people can expect, you know, if they come to the conference? Yeah, absolutely. So the conference is unique because we work really hard to resource the whole team. And so we tell the people that, are asking questions or registering or sending us emails like, Hey, bring your whole team with you because we want to train them. One of the things that I learned in the process of starting this whole thing was that worship leaders wanted someone to help them train their teams because a lot of the churches, well, most of the churches that we work with are uh, small to medium size. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 500 and under is really the the bulk of the people that come to our event. And so the challenges that they face are unique and different than what a church of a larger size would face. And a yeah. lot of the churches that we work with have part-time or volunteer leaders. Um, their teams are maybe run by a committee or something like that. And so yeah. nobody's paid, nobody's a full-time staff. And we do have a lot of churches that have full-time staff leaders as well, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a, uh, that's the general overview of our demographic. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that I want to do is to really reach out to the church and say, okay, what do you need then? And so we try to craft our content based on that. And it's, it's a vocal training. It's, you know, instrumental training. We have guitar, bass, we do rhythm stuff, drums, that kind of thing. And then we'll do band sessions where Mm -hmm. people can learn about like even your role in the band and how to fit together. And one of the one of my mantras is you can be excellent with what you have. Mm. And that's really what we try to encourage people with. We want them to leave feeling encouraged, valued, yeah. validated, you know, where they're at and not walking away saying like, well, that was fun, but I can't do any of that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and <been> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just really meeting people where they are yeah. and saying, okay, this is what you have. Let's work with it. Let's, you know, identify your goals and, you know, go from there. So that's, that's kind of an overview of, of what we do at the conference. I have lots of, you know, sponsors and, and vendors that come in and try to give opportunity for people to try different products, whether it be a keyboard or an in-ear system or something like that. Um, some of the hot button topics that people ask about from year to year. And so that's really awesome. And then of course we have um, keynote speakers and leaders that come in this year. We have Meredith Andrews 
and Todd Fields mm. and uh, Jacob Suter is coming and uh, a bunch of other people as well as breakout session speakers. So I am so excited because all of those people are passionate about worship like I am and passionate about leading people into an encounter with God's presence yeah. because that's, that's like the very heart behind the conference about leading people into an encounter with God's presence, because that's where it starts. Mm. And, and that looks different for everybody. It's not about a specific, you know, demonstrative experience. It's about like being in his presence and what happens, what, how you're revived, how you're refilled. And, and that's where we got to start. And so that's why we kick it off with a worship night on uh, the first evening, just it's total night of ministry. There's no like breaks where we say, and now here's so-and-so it's total, all the leaders leading together one night uninterrupted, just a room of worship. And then the second day, Saturday is the, all the workshops and training. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like a great conference. And uh, I think, you know, the fact that you're training the whole team is really amazing uh, in practical ways that where like a small church can learn practical things and, you know, take those back to their church and implement things and without having to have like a huge budget. So yeah. I love that. Um, and since you work with a lot of teams, I'd love to ask you um, about teams and team dynamics. Um, so you may have never experienced this, but sometimes there's, you know, drama with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, that's. Especially no. in church, it never happens, but. No, never. <laughs> um, say, like, somebody, you know, listening is a leader, and maybe they're dealing with somebody that kind of like serves under them, but is creating drama or is trying to go against authority um, and causing drama among the team. Like, how do you suggest you know dealing with that kind of a situation yeah that's so hard because nobody wants to have to be the one to deal with it right like we all would just love to can we just all be nice to each other and supportive (laughs) and so you know if you're if you're already in it and already in a conflict i would just encourage you to make sure that you do address it i think something that i've seen time and time again is that it's we we often fear losing somebody you know or losing our main guitar player or you know whatever their role is for fear of how the conflict may may turn out but it's important to make sure to address it because you know a lot of the time it if you come at it in love, it's, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> it's just going to get worse if you kind of let it sit. Yeah. and stir. So it's for sure something that needs to be addressed. And there's been a few things, you know, throughout my experience that have not been fun mm-hmm. to address, you know, at all. And it's, but it's always, I feel like God has always honored that process. Yeah. You know, maybe it didn't turn out exactly the way we had hoped it would, but it was much better than it would have been. Yeah. Because you pull out, you know, you kind of root out the bad and the problem yeah. and deal with it and discuss it. And as far as how to do it, it really depends on the situation. If it's really bad, I encourage people to involve maybe your superiors, like your senior pastor, however the 
that works in your church, yeah. but to, to have some connection with more than one person so that there's accountability for yeah. everybody. And yeah. sometimes it helps to have a neutral party, you know, mm-hmm. to come in and, and they're not necessarily on, on anyone's side, but they also would have wisdom to speak into, you know, they're, they're the senior pastor or something. They're not just completely disconnected and, and an outside mm-hmm. person. So those are, you know, two general tips is to make sure you deal with it and maybe make sure that you get some accountability and some other people to help you. That's something that when I was working with an intern at the, um, the church that I was at for many years, the one that just sent us out into ministry, mm-hmm. um, as I, I trained her and told her, you know, all the, all the leadership things, you know, you're training all the leadership things. I said, you know what? If you are in a situation dealing with a conflict, I want you to know that you can bring me into it. You know, like you can, you can ask me to help talk through this. I'm, I've got your back. I'm more than happy to help you with that if you want it. Mm. And I think that that was a sigh of relief for her, especially being a newer worship yeah. leader and young. Um, so that's something that I always encourage leaders to seek out, but also then do for, for mm. others too. If you're over other leaders, say like, Hey, I got your back. Let's yeah. do this together. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really important because, you know, there is a trend right now of um, where the older, more seasoned wor- seasoned worship leaders are being replaced by younger mm. worship leaders. And a lot of times like, those younger worship leaders don't have the experience on the personal like relationship side and how to deal with conflict. Um, and it's such a huge part of ministry is people skills and relationships. It's not just, you know, talent and your voice. So I think that's super important to know how to deal with, you know, difficult situations, how to address things, you know, that, come up um so yeah i feel like you have some great things to share and if you want to hear more you got to go to the conference (laughs) or invite her out to um come to your church and train the team and um so people can go to overflowworship.com right to get all the information that they need and you recently launched your own podcast. So tell us about yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Overflow Worship Podcast. It's a new, exciting adventure for me. I'm just excited to share practical tips and, you know, spiritual encouragement, leadership encouragement for worship leaders and team members. My hope is to let that be a piece of kind of bridging the gap between events as well, or for people just really wanting to dive in and dig in deeper and maybe, you know, some of those things like dealing with conflict or some of those we'll, we'll dive into that deeper and, and just, I'll bring in some guests sometimes who maybe have more experience in that than I do. And they can speak Mm -hmm. to that and breathe life into that. And so I'm excited about, about that opportunity just to, to share more with, with people and encourage, encourage the church, you know, equip those those leaders. (laughs) Yeah. And this is something where like people can like send you questions and like you would answer on your podcast or. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. We, 
I want it to always be relevant. You know, we can come up with ideas all day long, but I want it to be relevant to what they're facing. So yeah, yeah absolutely. People can email us at info at overflowworship.com or they can, you know, Instagram or whatever and say, Hey, you know, you should talk about this or answer this question. We love that because that's, that's what it's about. That's who it's yeah. for. Great. Yeah. So, um, maybe, you know, as we end this, uh, you can share a little encouragement with, um, some of the leaders, maybe it's the younger leaders, you know, coming up that are listening. Um, if you could share something to, you know, encourage them. Yeah, absolutely. So, the thing that just pops into my mind right off the bat is, you know, I talked earlier about being excellent with what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's there's this idea for all of us, and this isn't just in, in worship, it's kind of in life where we compare ourselves mm-hmm. to to other people. And it could be the church up the street, or it could be something you saw, you know, a live stream you watched or an album you listened to or whatever. And I want to encourage leaders out there to use those as resources, but not let it discourage you if that's not where you're at. You know, if that's not the resources that you have, if if that's not the vision and direction of the ministry that you're in, to change the way that you look at that. Maybe it's like it's using this album or this live stream or whatever as an encouragement for you to refill yourself and then taking it and what can I learn from this? And then what, you know, what do I need to not worry about from this? You know, maybe it's the, the lights and the programmed lights, and that's not something that your church does. So don't let that discourage you focus on what you have and working to be excellent with that. Because I believe so strongly that God's called all of us to a specific place for a specific reason. And, you know, it's like, we can't all do the same thing Mm -hmm. everywhere it's like we're called to serve the people mm. and community where we're in. And we can't be all things to all people. We need to look at where we're at. And so I just encourage them to look at where you're at and be grateful in that and to be encouraged that you've, you can work with what you've got and not to, to not be discouraged by, mm. you know, anything out there that, and that, cause that's just the enemy, you know, trying yeah. to get you down, you compare and that kind of thing. So yeah. I think that's a big thing, especially for young leaders coming up because of social media and yeah. you know, it's, it's everywhere and it's none of it's bad. Like mm-hmm. I love the worship that's out there right now. And there's so many ministries and churches just yeah. reaching thousands and thousands of people. And it just makes me so excited. Yeah. So it's not that it's, it's bad. It's just, focusing on, you know, okay, what am I called to and how can I steward that well Yeah, and just do the best that I can where I'm at. Man, that's really good. So thank you for sharing that. And thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and changing diapers and all that good stuff. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Share with us. Um, and people can follow you at overflow um, worship on Instagram, Facebook, um, yes. and also you have a personal Instagram. 
right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So my personal, my personal Instagram is Andrea C. Olson. Okay. And the overflow Instagram is overflow.worship. Was A and B taken? <laughs> right. Well, no, my middle name's Christine. So there, okay. there's that. It's C. I know. It's, I had to make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to just seeing what God does through the ministry. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's just an honor to chat with you today. And um, just one last thing for your listeners, if they are interested in the conference and they decide they want to register, they can type in a coupon code. They can type in the journey and they'll get a discount on a, on a ticket for the weekend. So Thank you. Thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to All About the Journey podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so others can discover this inspiring podcast.